Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. to Riverdale After Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that's coming in right on the hiatus with a very special episode. I'm Alex. Sometimes you get to actually sit down with the dark itself. I'm Justin. (laughs) I'm Pete. And we, as mentioned, have a very special episode with you today because we have here Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa, the showrunner of Riverdale. Roberto, welcome. Hi, guys. It's very nice to be here. Nice to be chatting with you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, a, We're so it's excited. It's an honor and a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being supportive of the podcast. Thank you for the awesome show, Riverdale. We appreciate it. Yes. I know. <laughs> Thanks so much for that. That's I, it. That's all we got. I know we have only a little bit of time, so I think what we're going to do is just shout some ship names at you and just demand to know if they're endgame, and then we can kind of go from there. Okay. Good starting point. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I actually do want to take a step back because I'd love to talk about season five in particular, but season planning in general. You've had a rough time of uh, scheduling things for the past three seasons, at least like different things have happened each season that have kind of thrown things in flux season five. You had the leftover from the end of season four, then going into here. So what was the plan going into season five and how did that match up to where you ended up? I think the biggest sort of monkey wrench was that we were filming I think episode 19 or 18 or 19 of season four when the pandemic hit and we were one of the first shows. I remember it was funny. I was in, I was in New York and there was a TMZ article that said possible COVID exposure amongst the Riverdale cast. 
and, oh. and, and someone said, hey, have you seen this? And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like Riverdale is a show on fire. Now COVID is there. Oh. And, and oh. We, we were shooting our senior prom episode. We'd actually just shot the senior prom and then we shut down. And we couldn't finish the season, which would have ended with the kids' graduations. That would have been the end of season four. Season five would have started with the seven-year time jump seven years later. The way things worked out, though, we couldn't finish season four. So when we came back for season five, we had those three episodes of a wrap-up. So, yeah, it was a little bit weird. We didn't have the usual break to sort of reset the show. We immediately dove back in where we left off in season four. People were a little confused by that. And then we immediately did a time jump. And that was a little bit disconcerting as well. Yeah, that does sort of happen a a lot. It was only three episodes, but it did throw off the rhythm, I think. And, you know, it's sort of like um, making lemonade, but I actually like getting a little bit those three episodes before the time jump because it puts everything sort of right there in front of our faces. And then the time jump, it's like you can see the change in in such a fun way. Yeah. So it worked. Yeah, I mean, that is true. And, you know, when we even started talking about leaving the high school world and, you know, not really being that into doing a college show, uh, (laughs) when we kind of knew we were doing the time jump, there was a worry, not really up from other people. I had a little bit of a worry that, you know, Riverdale, not, not so much Riverdale, but the Archie Comics characters, they're so associated with high school. They've always been teenagers forever. So the idea of moving them into adulthood, it was a little bit nervous making for me. Also, a lot of our fans, we do have older fans, but we do have younger fans. And if we don't think about them that much every so often, I feel like we do one of our storylines. And I think, geez, are the 12-year-old preteens who watch this show really that interested in in a gang war? (laughs) <laughs> um, but but I, we were, I was afraid to leave the high school world. So you're right in that respect. It was nice that we could come back and still sort of say goodbye to that world before we moved on. That was one nice thing, I think. Well, one of the interesting things I think about the season as a whole, and again, I'm curious to get your feedback about this, is it really almost eschewed ships in a certain way. There was still ship stuff. There was still relationship stuff going on and a lot of shakeups there, but it was really about Mm. the character's trauma. We talked about that a lot on the podcast and digging into that. So where did the germ of that idea come from and how much did you plan out in terms of them initially having those traumatic experiences war for Archie, Jughead, what happened to New York, the mystery over the course of the season, Betty and the TBK, and versus where it ultimately ended up? You know, it's a really good question. At the beginning of each season, we sort of talk about characters, different journeys or arcs through the season. We'd spent a couple of weeks talking about our characters and We didn't have all the particulars, but this theme or this idea that they'd all left Riverdale and somehow been traumatized sort of did start to emerge. And then when we landed on that, we sort of immediately glommed onto it and sort of started writing to that. So it kind of emerged out of our conversations. And once we sort of landed on it, we didn't know exactly what had happened to Jughead in New York and what the trauma was, I think. And, I, and it, it's and having the rat in his mouth, just my observation. Originally, it was just like he was mugged. Yeah. I read in the New York Times or, or I saw 
on the news, the horrible story about the guy who fell in a sinkhole and then rats yep. crawled over him. And it's like, well, that's what ha- has to that's be. That's what happened to Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so funny. that's what I appreciate is how you can take a normal thing and then really crank it to 11. You know what this <laughs> scene needs? Yeah. A bear fight, you know, yeah, maybe yeah, some yeah. floating babies above a fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have a great eye for like turning things up. <laughs> and then there was so much about, you know, we kind of wanted to do like in terms of our weird Americana stuff, we wanted to do, something with alien and alien abductions and things like that. And so much, so many of those stories are of course, stories about repressed trauma that manifest as people talking about being abducted, that it felt like, Oh, this, all these pieces might sort of synthesize into something, but yeah, it it just comes out of the very long discussions we have about these characters. Talking about the trauma just for a little bit longer, not that they're ever going to necessarily let go of it, but Jughead's trauma at least is dealt with in a certain concern. Archie's trauma is dealt with in a certain concern. Betty, though, we still have that dangling thing of TBK out there. Veronica seems mostly okay after the helicopter crash. So how do you how do you sort of set those things for the core for characters where, okay, Archie and Jughead, that's their arc. Betty, we're going to leave that for the next season, for example. Yeah, you know, it's funny. With Betty specifically, we did think that we were going to resolve TBK, uh, the trash bag killer, in (laughs) season five. But two things happened. One is we kind of realized that he's actually a very creepy villain. Truth. And then two, we felt like having Polly be abducted and then discovering that she had indeed been murdered, it felt like we could play the emotion of that and that that would be a little bit, uh, uh, maybe satisfying enough to kick the TBK can down the road a little bit. And so we kind of focused more on Betty and Alice and Polly's disappearance and the Starkweather family at, at the junkyard and decided to hold TBK a little, a little bit. And, you know, we didn't, you know, say, well, everyone's trauma has to be unpacked this season. We didn't, we didn't follow that rule so specifically. You know, we were happy that Archie processed his trauma, that Jughead processed his trauma. Veronica's was a little bit different. Veronica's storyline was much more with Chad. And it was less about I'm dealing with a with a trauma as opposed to I'm dealing with this horrible situation that I let myself get into. And Betty's is we're going to explore more of what happened with TBK in season six. From a writing standpoint, because I think talking about uh, Betty's story this season, so much happens in every episode of Riverdale. We talk about it all the time and jumping from like high, very intense emotional moments to something that's a little bit lighter or more of like a horror, uh, horror vibe to it. Like, how do you, get that pace in your writing does does it happen naturally or is this something where you're like we can we can do more here yeah you know it's funny i always say that when we break each episode i think it was like maybe it was season one or or something we did an episode i think where it was polly's uh baby shower one of the network executives said something like yeah, I don't know. Baby showers on Riverdale. It just doesn't feel like <laughs> like that's sort of like your bread and butter. Like any show can do a baby shower story. And that's yeah. and that kind of stuck with me. When we break the the scripts, we do try to make sure that everyone's got really strong actions. 
We try to make sure that we're sort of exploring a genre. And usually when we break it up, the first drafts of every episodes are very long and then we sort of whittle them down. But in distilling them, it does feel like oftentimes we're juxtaposing different tones or different worlds or different characters in a sort of more extreme way than other shows might. But again, you know, I love all the different tones and genres. And and I don't think that just generally speaking, I don't think shows can only be one thing or shows can only have one tone. You know, I like movies that mix tones. Movies very rarely do. I like novels that mix tones. That's something that I like. So I don't bump on it. I mean, every so often there'll be a juxtaposition. I'll be like, Ooh, this is, this is actually (laughs) a little too jarring, but it's rare. That that happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly Riverdale's the jingle jangle of television, and we love every minute of it. I want to ask you the most pressing question on every fan's mind, if you don't mind. Where's Toffee? What's going yes. on with Toffee the Is cat? Is Toffee okay? Can yeah, you give us like a little shot bit about Toffee of her? Just like okay, I so know much. we became a cat household during the pandemic. Uh, we've always been a, a dog household here, and and we adopted a kitty that was dumped in the in a dumpster that was found Mm -hmm. that we found so we've now become cat fanatics alas we became cat owners after toffee's off-screen fate had been sealed (laughs) this may not be the end of betty and cats but it might be the end of wait is it toffee or caramel caramel is the one that got killed killed toffee toffee's her fbi cat her fbi cat that's true that's right that's right that's right and I have a theory that I, I'd like to propose. Um, <laughs> I, I, is Toffee in a cat briefcase where one end of the briefcase is food and the other end of the briefcase is kitty litter? So it's a perfectly controlled environment that um, that Glenn is maybe carrying around Toffee in a, in a cat briefcase. Potentially, potentially. Great. I'll take that as a confirmation. The confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, confirmed. Well. I would just like to say uh, thank you for the way that uh, you kind of paid homage and continue to pay homage to Luke Perry. It's uh, it's such an amazing actor to have on the show. One of the reasons that I came on board to watch it. So like uh, to me, like, you know, obviously super sad, rest in peace. But like the, the, the way that like his spirit has stayed with the show, the Archie moments have been so beautiful and very touching. So I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm with you. I, I don't know that the show would have connected and resonated the way it did that first season. If not for Luke, I think it helped people, one, take the show a little bit more seriously, but two, you know, everyone loves Luke and, <laughs> and feels fondly towards him. So in my mind, everyone felt fondly towards Riverdale because it's like, great, I get to spend a little more time with, yeah, with exactly. Luke. It was really interesting probably two or three months ago, I was unpacking my childhood comic book collection, which was like 20 long boxes of comics. It's kind of insane. Uh, But one of the boxes had old magazines. And amongst them, there was an old issue of Entertainment Weekly with Luke Perry on the cover. I mean, this is now from like 25 or 30 years ago. It was and it was an interview interview that he gave when he was on Beverly Hills 90210 and his cowboy movie, Eight Seconds, had just oh, come yeah. out. And 
it was such a, so, so jarring. First of all, how young he looked on the cover. And then I, I read kind of the, I reread the interview and he's so no nonsense. And he, and he was Luke and it was, I got really emotional thinking about what he meant to everyone and, and what he meant to me. I, that was my teen show. That was the one teen show that I really loved was 90210. And I've kind of watched every episode. His spirit lives on for sure in the show and, and definitely in Archie. And, 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 you know, KJ had a great friendship with Luke. We do try to keep Fred's spirit alive and Luke's spirit alive when we, when we can. I love it. And I love the amount, like Pete was saying, that you really dug into it and keep with it. That's really a wonderful thing to see on the show. Uh, Not to completely jump ahead, uh, but a little bit of a bomb actually dropped right before we got on with you. Minutes before before we started talking With a minute-long trailer for season six. And there's a line in particular there that I think is freaking people out. Betty says to Archie, there's nothing more that I want than to have your baby. What? Yes. What's going on? Pete's nodding his well, head. Some of us I are here even, for it. Some even, of us are here for it. I haven't even seen this trailer. What else is in it? I haven't even. Uh, so I much. love it. So much. a lot. Oh my yeah, gosh. Uh, so I mean, the big moments that I wrote down are there's some sort of devil that Reggie and Veronica seem to be dealing with. Okay, there's a yes. veiled figure who is yes. taunting Tony. Yes. Uh, there's Jughead narrating and calling it Rivervale, which really yes. bothered Pete. Pete's very yeah. disturbed by that. <laughs> yeah, the, even the title at the end doesn't say Riverdale anymore. It says Rivervale. So yes. we're watching a new show next yes. season, I guess. Yes. And, then, so, and then Betty says that to, to, to Archie. Yes. Yes. So I, so I guess the trailer reveals that Betty and Archie are still somehow part of the show. <laughs> yeah, they didn't blow up, which is weird. <laughs> okay. We have I, some questions. I, listen, I appreciated that the first trailer didn't immediately show Betty and, and Archie, obviously because they were blown up at the end of season five. But yes, all those things happen in season five. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Checks out. Yeah. Are you able to say, I mean, I don't know if you want to confirm this or not, is... Is Rivervale, is this some sort of anthology thing? Is it an AU, an alternate universe, or is it in continuity or a little bit of all of that? I'll say two things. One is it is in continuity for sure. And two, we have flirted with the horror genre throughout the first five seasons. And some might say even more than flirted, we kind of did do horror stuff. I will say that in our first kind of big story arc for season six, we do kind of uh, embrace horror as a genre fully. And that was really fun. And it and it does feel like the first few episodes are sort of like, imagine Riverdale as Tales from the Crypt episodes or, oh, or Twilight yes. Zone episodes and things like that. And it's been, wow. I think that's been really, that was really fun for us in the writer's room. And I think really fun for the actors and and the crew to kind of fully embrace this different genre. Well, and the big thing at the end of the trailer is that Sabrina comes in. We finally get to see her talking to Cheryl, which is very exciting. You actually see her in the trailer. You actually see her in the trailer. I love that we're telling you the news about this. I can't, I can't wait to see it. That's that's (laughs) Uh, looks, it's such a punch at the end. It's great to that end. And it sounds like you're talking about this a little bit. We've always talked about how there's this sort of reality bubble around Riverdale where you can't quite cross into the line of you think maybe it's aliens, but it's not aliens. You think there's a stick monster, but it's actually chick under there, that sort of thing. So bringing in Sabrina, does that 
break that bubble? Are we going to see legit real magic in the upcoming season? You know, that's that's a really good question. It does feel like that is a line that we resisted crossing. And I think at first it, it was sort of like WB and CW were like, you know, don't cross over into the supernatural and keep it tethered to some version of reality, though. Really, you're right. Riverdale is a bubble in which everything within it reflects nothing like the real world. Do you know what I mean? We don't try to. <laughs> yeah. But that has been a line. I feel like as we've gone on and as the show has expanded to come a little bit more of a genre show, I think there's more of a openness to exploring that probably in a more, in a grounded way. I could say that, yeah, we, we potentially do cross over into some supernatural areas in some parts of the Riverdale universe in a very, for Riverdale standards, grounded way. Mm. Um, I know we're going to have to let you go in a minute, but I did want to hit you with some maybe like frequently asked fan questions that okay, maybe you can right? give feedback Please. at back yep, or absolutely. not. Um, but so one is P- Pussycat spinoff. You have that great episode in the middle of the season. Um, at least as far as I had heard, it was more not an actual backdoor pilot, even if it was set up like a backdoor pilot. But is there any possibility there that we might see a Pussycats spinoff in the future? Yeah, I obviously am a huge fan of the, the Pussycats. We were going to continue the sort of the Pussycats adventures more in, in Katie Keene. Unfortunately, Katie uh, only lasted a season. Such a great show. I know. It was so, it was so, so fun, fun. So special. So fun. And, and, and beautiful. Especially as New Yorkers, we're all New Yorkers. And that, I know. it just was oh. such a heart, you know, I, I had know. the heartbeat really, of that show. It was brutal. Listen, you know, I'm really satisfied with the four parts uh, that we did of Sabrina. Like, I would have loved another part or season on, on Netflix. We did 36 we didn't hold much back on Sabrina. <laughs> I feel like on Katie Keene, we were just getting started. So that was a yeah. that was a heartbreak for me and Michael Grassi, who was my co-creator on that, and Lucy and Ashley and, and the cast. So we really wanted to honor the Pussycats and, and find out what had happened with Josie and what had happened with Melody and, and Valerie. And I think people really responded to the the episode. In my mind... I'd be thrilled to do it. I think those ladies deserve a spinoff. And we'll see. It certainly showed that they are welcome to come back to Riverdale and to be a, a part of Riverdale anytime they want. Certainly it showed that all three of them are superstars. That was a really yeah. fun episode for us to do. Yeah. Uh, something that we talk a lot about on the show is the idea that fans are always asking about, oh, is Varchie Endgame? Is Barchie Endgame? Is Bughead Endgame? Et cetera, et cetera. And we always kind of like to say, or at least I like to say, that there's no Endgame until there's an actual end of the show. If you look at, like, Veronica and Archie got back together and then they were broken up the next episode. Do you have Endgames in mind? Are there actual things you're <laughs> heading towards? Or do they... Is it actually loose until you have that final plan in place? Yeah, I think that we maybe had loose ideas and kind of thought, oh, yeah, Betty and Jughead will end up together and Veronica and Archie will end up together. Yeah, um, I think smart. especially for the first few seasons, that felt like what we were following. And it felt like after the time jump, if we were going to sort of 
reset or shake up the status quo was the time to do it. And then when we sort of like, okay, time to bring Varchi back together, time to bring Betty and Jughead back together. It did feel like we hadn't really explored what the alternate versions of that could be like we've never done stories where veronica's dating many guys and 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 things like that so i think we kind of were excited to explore that and and the truth is you know shows evolve people evolve characters evolved we are kind of following a little bit what we feel is true for the character which is a long way of saying i'm not sure that anyone is endgame right now but we do still have a while before we get to those final episodes. So who knows who will end up with with anyone? I mean, listen, for all I know, like, I, I wouldn't even know what to what to mix up. But we don't have a set end game in mind at this point. It could be Sabrina and Archie. It could uh, be Sabrina and Archie. That would be awesome. Sure. That yeah, right now, awesome. let's just be happy we're in a time of Barchie. Well, that's not. I mean, some of us were, you know, Bughead fans because that's how we were raised in season one and two. And right now we're having our hearts ripped out of our chest and we don't know what to do or what's up or down. Tabitha and Jughead? Oh, sure. But, you know. We were born and raised on Bughead. And born and raised, raised because, like, the dark side of Betty and Jughead just seem to mix and they can solve crimes together. It's magical. Right, right, right. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Pete's been holding this in the entire yeah. time we've been talking. Sorry, so I just need to get it out. Huge yeah. fan. Dan's going to break. Love your work. Yeah. I do like Tabitha and Jughead. I think they're very cute. Me and, too. Uh, I'm excited to see them explored more over the course of the next season. I mean, to that end, and again, this kind of time back maybe to the what exactly is this five episode event thing but is there's been a lot of questions about you have the five episodes then there's the rest of season six is this all one continuous story or do you have the five episodes leading into the rest of season six or where does that fall there the first five episodes absolutely lead into the rest of season six in usual riverdale fashion it may take a little bit of time for the the connection between the first five and the rest of season six to emerge, but it's definitely in canon. It's definitely informing the rest of the season and in ways that are subtle and in ways that are absolutely very (laughs) cause and effect, not subtle. Yeah. Um, I know people are going to get mad at us for all of the ships and things that we probably skipped talking about. So real quick, is there any hope in the future for Shoni? Yes. Yeah. There, yeah. Great. <laughs> Meeting adjourned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we just go out on that high? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, I did want to ask uh, the last thing before we okay. let you go is episode 100 is coming up. I believe you guys are filling that right now. You wrote it. Gabriel Coria is directing it. Yeah. Uh, it seems maybe. like maybe it's going to be guest star packed, as you'd expect from an episode 100. Is there anything you can tease from that? Oh, wait, D- does it seem like it's going to be guest star packed? How- <laughs> There's, I don't know. There's been a lot of speculation online about people being back in Vancouver, potentially, for the episode. Interesting. Okay, you, you as usual, know more than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, listen, I think it's a pretty momentous thing. I think it's pretty special. Yeah, sure, definitely. let's say some old faces may may pop up. All in right. Episode. All right, awesome. Nice. 
Roberto, thank you so much for the thank time. You for time. Thank, thank you, you so much for chatting. We really Keep appreciate it. Keep up the great work. Can't wait to see season six. I'm very nervous. Amazing, guys. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for being supportive. I'm about to hop off and track down that trailer. Right. <laughs> Enjoy. 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 There's a lot of surprises. And for all of you out there, if you'd like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Riverdale, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and support the show. Uh, wait, I've got to look it up instead of getting it wrong, but comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. At Riverdale Dark on Twitter, Riverdale After on Instagram, Riverdale After Dark on Facebook. Until next time, we'll see you after dark. Toffee briefcase confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.